It's Tabletop Time. I'm Jazza. I'm Dave, and I am playing a character known as Delvin, who is a merchant and talks over people. He also has a very good habit of putting his foot in his mouth and getting into a lot of trouble. And also happens to be the only one who remembers regularly that we're introducing our characters with our self-introduction. I'm narrating this episode. Rob? I am Rob. I am playing Rick, a seven-foot-tall phalancool bodyguard with a heart of gold. And my name is Jen, and I'm playing Catalina, uh, a very emotionally damaged uh, Thanissian woman who's so the, gone through the motions. A fitting summary. Mm. And I'm Wild Anvil, <laughs> and I'm the sponsor of this video. Oh my god, you're my favourite Wild Anvil. Wow. You're my favourite character. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, buddy. All the characters. That's true. Wild Anvil really is all of our characters. We run all of our sessions in it. I get to do all my world building in it, and I'm quite fond of my ability to do that. But as players, you guys have a plethora of things to play with too. My favourite thing Jen plays with is the episode summaries. <laughs> yes, uh, it's really handy to just have my computer out and just to type things. I'm a much better typer than I am a writer by hand, so having everything nicely, neatly formatted and how I can read it is fantastic. I like the stat block section where I can create a whole bunch of fictional creatures for the world of Sunder and then ply them on Jazza and be like, can you put this in the world? Can you put this in the world? You- how about how about a, a shiver hound? <laughs> It's great. What about the catfish? Can we have the catfish? <laughs> it's, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're de- it's in development. I'll put it that way. You can check out our world, Sunder, because you can share your worlds publicly. And there's been a, been a bit of work that's been put into this one, and it's ever expanding very slowly. But uh, go check it out at itstabletoptime.com slash Sunder. Is it slash Sunder? Yeah, it I is. So. Because worldanvil.com slash Ironspire is going to get you a great deal. 40% off of all of their 12-month memberships every single level that's their highest highest level of discount so if you're uh, a player or a world builder there is no better world building platform than world anvil thank you world anvil for your kind support so let's pick up where we left off in the last uh, chapter but i'm actually before we leap into it and our recaps i'm going to give you all a skill point to spend. Ooh. Yeah. You get you, you got two oh destiny points in the last session, so I'm not going to give you any so more of them. Nice. But uh, uh, a little amendment. Uh, we had a little chat after the thing, and Jazza was kind enough to let me, because I was max destiny, and it's yeah. because mechanically I always forget that I can withhold, I can keep my mana by spending a destiny. So he said, in lieu of the two points, I can keep that one point of mana I burnt at the end of the last episode. Cool. I've picked survival this time mm-hmm. um, to get that up to just a base three dice roll. I think that as much as mana is juicy, it's time. And Delvin's experience, where he actually like broke the limits of his own exploration of his magic, I think is the the, the catalyst for him to get his first skill point in that tree because he's like yeah. found what it means to actually reach and pull and move by you know just like the gym you gotta sort of hurt your muscles to build them up not absolutely so don't, I'll, don't take my I'll advice. remind you what you can do with that in a moment but let's move on to yay look look i'll put it in bodyguard yeah. I'll, I'll i'll bite the bullet good show. okay so i'm just gonna remind you of what you can do if you want a reminder and i think it'll be helpful for the viewers too i i want to so much so that I'm going to go into the scrapbook section of World Anvil Ooh. and I'm going to put some notes in there for me so I know what the heck it is right. I can do. Good man. Sense shards and fragments, essentially sense magic and where it comes from. Restore magic and focus in others or in another magical element 
or ability. So it, it could be in something that you control, but it can't be its own source of magic. Like so you can't restore oh. your dimension spirit magic, if that makes sense. Sure, but I can restore a magic relic I have or something, yeah. maybe. Cool. Weaken others' magical abilities. Ooh. Or act as a resistance to a magical... Uh, cool. Spell. So I, guess I, I, have very, I have a very weak counter spell, but it's something. Break <laughs> a shard's bond. Okay. This is higher level or more difficult. Yep. But a, but a low level uh, source of magic, you could essentially unbond it mm-hmm. uh, with a, a decent roll with your low level mm-hmm. ability. Bond shards, meaning bond magic. So let's use the agents and the things on the table that we already know. Hypothetically, if I was higher level or whatever, just hypothetically all things going well, I could like split the magic off the ring and then infuse it into myself. Hypothetically, Hypothetically, if your rolls are hot and if it's an attainable source of magic. Providing the information, going just off information we have in theory, that's how it might work. Yeah. In all of this, failed rolls or, 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 you know, if it doesn't reach the right Mm. matchy matchy, uh, there will be things lost in translation. Mm Mm-hmm. So it won't always be a one-to-one to unbond or bond. Yeah. Some things get lost. You break a four, it becomes a two. You bond it to yourself, you get one. Maybe. Just hypothetically. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Read fortune requires dimension, space, and time. So it's a different class of magic. But I'm I'm just going to put that out there. Is that another... Is dimension, space, and time one thing? It's a different vocation. three things? Space and time is one thing. Oh, so it's a different dimension. Space. You have dimension oh, spirit. Okay. Okay. But paired with a different source of magic. So I'm just going to say that simply because I think now that you're feeling these things unlocked within you, you would be sense there are other things that you can do yeah. that feel like they need a gap filled. And because you can identify magic, that is this ability, you know that if you could somehow tap into time and space but- <laughs> with magic, your ability to attach the spiritual element of magic would then be amplified to be able to do more. It's also worth mentioning that when it backfires, you are vulnerable to magic and you have experienced that. But I I think just through the experience of all this, everything's sort of clicking into place. And as you've you've sort of... Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. (laughs) We'll do a brief recap. Rapid fire recap. Let's go in a circle. Start with Delvin. Um, Actually, no. Start with Brick. (laughs) Brick. Took the test to become a fully qualified bodyguard and authorized to carry his weapon into protected areas. It was slated to be the fight of the century, and it ended with one blow. <laughs> then some little upstart thought he'd get the better of me. And he was good, to be fair, but he needed practice. And unfortunately, when I tried to teach him, he got angry and he stabbed me. So I crushed his hand. I think that about sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good episode, Brick. <laughs> well, guess what, Brick? Saul was right in front of him, but what I saw was an entire regiment of soldiers demoralized for the war to come. They finally got to see what fighting a Phelan call actually means, and hopefully that puts the fear into them about the upcoming conflict. But then by the time I actually got to meet with someone of importance, I let my past catch up with me and couldn't hold me tongue as I saw someone 
who I identified as pretty much representing everyone who steps on me for my entire life and everyone I've ever cared about, basically continue to be the way they always are. And uh, that was Kat's mom. Yeah. Um, however, Delvin did give the papers to my mother. So she knows where her husband is and she's gone off in a flurry as usual. Um, but we have made our way to go meet up with uh, Satra, High Priestess Sienna in Melba. And we found a tent in on the corner of the road in a forest and we're approaching. Good recap, everyone. So uh, I will bring up our lovely portrait of High Daughter Sienna mm. because we've got a portrait, which is yay. Yay. Hooray. So in the tent opening... You see three figures. One is the uh, younger, fairly energetic-looking Satra, who you have met now, Delvin, and Catalina has met. Her daughter Sienna stands with a really strong posture. She actually just seems to emanate a a regality and wisdom, but just seems really approachable. Um, I, I don't know, like, she just seems like someone you feel inclined to... To trust, she just looks like a welcome face. But in between them both, and looking a little more expectant and a little, like, you can sort of see through her chiffon veil is Melba, uh, who only Catalina has met Mm -hmm. before. And uh, it was an uncomfortable meeting, and this is a weird sort of presentation of three very different looking people. Mm -hmm. You feel like spending an hour in a room with any one of these three would be a wildly different experience. So the fact that they seem to be working together may seem odd to you. Mm -hmm. But you're welcomed into the tent as Satra opens the the side door. Welcome. I'm glad you could meet with us. Madra um, says, I... I'm glad you heeded my message. Some hear it and turn the other way. Why do I feel like it was Melba? Melba. What What? what did, did I say? say? Madra. It was Melba. Who's Madra? Who's Madra? <laughs> my phrase? Where's like, Ma- I wrote Madra. Was, Why did I write Madra? It was Melba, right? It was Melba. Who's Madra? I used Madra for you something. Have. What have I used Madra for? And it was for role play. Hmm. Anyway, I don't, think don't call me out on it. Let's move on. Fine, Melba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, Melba says that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of give him like a little nod. Now, now, Melba, says Sienna. Unfortunately, this is the uncomfortable requirement of speaking to those. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. <laughs> I've never seen you do that. You allergic to something here? I didn't realize I could sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) To those who work closely with the mother, we need to know that we can trust those who we speak to. We have spoken to Catalina. We believe she can be trusted. The other two, we do not quite know yet. Therefore, Satra and myself will step outside... Uh, if anybody would like to speak alone with Melba to await if they should be deemed worthy of joining our discussion. But we are open to any who would join us 
and prove they are trustworthy. All right, Brick, you want to go first or second? You can go first. I do not think they mean you harm. All right. No worries then. How'd you get, big boy? Me and the old lady have got some catching up to do. Do you do you want to talk to her alone or? Well, that's what she wants, right? Just checking. Go on, hop to. All right, I'll hop out of the tent as well. Okay. Now, as I totally want to listen to their conversation. By the way. I'm happy for you to have the conversation. I roll a check or something to see if I hear it, but. Okay. So you just kind of uh, loiter at the door listening while ten. the two people yeah, are I mean, watching. Can we just all go for perception on that? Did okay. they like all. No, do, do you hang get, on. Like, escorted away? Then what's the go? Well, that might be the case. Yeah. You hear a voice in your head that simply says. There's no point trying to listen in. We've done this enough that we know how to maintain our privacy. Oh, yeah. They t- oh, yeah. She talks in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> she talks in the brain. Of course. Kalina why kind did of... we need to leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kalina kind of rolls her eyes. Because you guys can't talk in your brain. Well, can um, we well, reply in our brain? Yes, but it's also the ability to control what you say. And also, look, the reality is... Part of it is what you choose to say as opposed to what you try and think. Okay. So, yeah. It's like a lie detector test. (laughs) That's fine. So everyone is gently gently guided out uh, and the tent is closed up. And you notice that the tent itself seems to be sort of made of pretty, you know, acoustically soundproof (laughs) (laughs) material. The inside is just all these little triangles of foam. I'll go talk to Satcher. There are a few small... uh, chairs that have been sat around. They're really small stools that have been sort of folded out. Uh, it seems like this tent was hastily set up by a few assistants who have since left because it's a little more work than the three people here seem to uh, w- probably would have been able to achieve in the time that it was done. She sits and indicates, not looking at you, sort of looking past your shoulder. Um, roll a perception. I'm going to say challenge level two. I'm weirdly nervous. It's like a school test. I know, right? Three. Okay. She's blind. Yep. So she's not looking at you, but it's seeing, you get the feeling she knows exactly where you are. Yep. I sit down in a polite and respectable position, a polite and respectable distance from her. Yeah. As you would if they weren't blind, basically. Tell me your name. Dalvin. Overson, if you want to be particular. What it is? What is it you desire? Freedom for the barrows. Dead king would be a bonus. Do you intend to in any way harm the mother? I don't know her, so I can't answer that honestly. Are you willing to, in truth, work with the children of Amar? To achieve the purposes of dethroning the King of Flames. For as long as it serves my interests. Those interests, of course, being to free the Barrows. To free the Barrows and to dethrone the King. What were you doing in Felbrook? Travelling with my companions and 
revisiting some old memories and old habits. Tell me of these memories and habits. I don't see what much has got to do with anything. Your memories and habits make who you are. If I don't know them, I don't know that I can trust you. Right, well, um... There's a gentle smile on her face. I taught a kid how to fish. And I taught a phalanx how to fish, too. What is your magic? My magic um, appears to be associated with, well, knowing what magic is. Hmm. We can sense it in people. Tell me, of all the magic that those that you consider your companions and yourself are aware of or control. Right. Um, the immediate crowd, right? Or everyone I know. I, I don't know. <clears throat> you're asking an awful lot here, but I guess you're, well, hopefully asking it on the assumption you're about to put out a lot of help for us too. I believe we discussed with... Uh, your previous companion, what was her name? Uh, Satra. I met with her and briefly discussed the possibility of collaborating, so... On those grounds, I'm willing to go forward, but you haven't said much about your intentions here. We are willing to share some knowledge and even a gift or two from the mother herself to enable you to achieve the ends you desire to reach in exchange for your truths and your loyalty. For when the king is dethroned, the re-establishment of true peace and progress will need allies. Right, well, before I go on and spill all the beans... You're kind of like an inquisitor for the king, right? You seek out magic yourself? I seek out truth. I I do seek those who can serve the mother, but I don't have the abal- ability to seek magic itself. Then what are you doing in Felbrook yourself? I seek truth. If someone says they can perform magic, I know if it's true or not. That seems to be enough to sort the wheat from the chaff. Right. So, that was the part of the deal that we needed immediate help with. You see, we're in a bind, and that bind is going to get all of us killed. And we won't be much use to you if we're dead, right? You're jumping to the meeting you desire to have, I'm afraid. The purpose of this is a simple discussion of trustworthiness. Right. Well, you're asking for a lot. For a little. You don't know of what you ask, she says with a little twitch Mm. on the corner of her mouth. All right. Well, um, what was it again? What magic do I know of? I can sense magic. Catalina can mess with people's emotions. And Delvin's got... Oh, Delvin. I always call him Delvin. I've got a weird complex with Brick. Um, I was going to say Brick's got a magical way with people, but um, it's not actually magic. The girl we're trying to save, she's got a spark of it, but 
I was too weak and new to my own talents to know exactly what it was, and yeah, that's about it. That's about it? We met an old man who, well, I've got a ring that can do magic, but that's not me. Um, that lets me, uh, like, sharpen my mind. Doesn't seem to have any particular outward ability, but, uh, lets me, like, focus. Um, but yeah, we met an old man, uh, who could go, like, make himself stronger or something. I don't know, but you couldn't stab him. She holds out her hand. It's a withered, wrinkly hand. There's a slight tremor in it. It's frail. Mm. Please let me see the ring. I pull it off and just put it in her hand. Okay. She works it across her hand and through her fingers. I see. And hands it back. Put it back on. You seem to have much at your disposal for a group who has been traveling together, as I am told, a not significant amount of time. You are all resourceful, it seems. Well, like attracts like, I guess, and talent attracts talent. Resourcefulness will serve you well in these times to come. It is the resourcefulness of the Phelan people that have led them to grow to such wealth and prosperity. Of such, of course, which makes the king incredibly jealous. There is much to learn from all walks of life. Thank you for your time. She gently nods and indicates you through the door. Delvin stands up, looks around a little bit, looks back at her. Is that all? Unless you don't want it to be. Or I just thought that that with all this setup, you just wanted a little chat for five minutes and that was it. There are a few things I needed to know of certainty. Then... I'm supposed to, I believe, speak with the big one. Or at least, you all think he's quite big. (laughs) Then... Did you just dog my boy on his size? (laughs) She's blind. (laughs) If I'm honest, you did. (laughs) I've never seen him. Right. She sort of sniffs a, a laugh. Delvin leaves, unless she has more to say. The, uh. the indication is these are these are little pre-meetings. Okay, cool. There's cool, going cool, cool, to cool. be a meeting. Cool. This is so, like a little pre-interview. This is Delvin. So she, this isn't like, and goodbye. This is like, okay, thank you for your little preliminary chat. And you guys, as as Delvin walks out the front of the tent, he's just rubbing the side of his head and then he kind of like flicks his fingers. He goes, oh, he meant for a failing go- short for a failing. Right. Right, I thought something completely different. And then just wanders off muttering. Oh, uh, Brick, you're in with the old lady. Very well. Do not do anything to get yourselves hurt. Okay. No walking. Well, I don't know what you're doing out here. You get into trouble. She, uh, as you enter, and the, the door closes behind you, gently indicates to the seat. And then she pauses for a second. 
and sort of like pulls her hand back. She seems to be considering. She she's blind, but she can. She's inferring a lot about what people think of things, okay. even size wise, the chair and brick size. <coughs> mm-hmm. And so, with that information, she seems to be considering if that chair is really what she. Do I be. notice her considering this? You do. I'm just gonna roll move. perception to see if you okay. notice that she's blind. I guess. Same same roll challenge level two. Didn't I know she was blind? It was never said. I don't think. Are you you fail? Kidding me. So you don't know that she's blind. She's got a chiffon thing over her head. And when you walk in, she does seem to... Her head (gasps) sort of tilts up slightly. That's so cool. I just love the idea. Sorry, I nerd out about roleplay stuff and world connecting stuff. I'm like, what if that's because Brick has been trained not to look people in the eye? Like his masters... (laughs) Like if if it's a prize, you don't talk to them and look in the eye. So he doesn't catch that she's blind. Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) something. Nice. It's good. Yeah. Okay. So, and her head moves up slightly and she sort of hesitates offering you the seat for a moment. I'll take the seat and move it out of the way, <laughs> fearing for its collapse if I were to try and sit on it. And I'll just kind of crouch. Okay. <clears throat> I have met only very few fail and cool in my time, which is more than most who live in these parts. There is something different in the way your mind works. Something open. Do you consider yourself different to your Phelan cool brethren? We are but what our experiences make us, and I am perhaps a little more experienced with the world than my brethren. Okay, I'm going to ask you something out of character. Okay. In your character's backstory, and Brick's backstory, and all of his upbringing, do you believe that Brick is just 100% typical Falcon, or is there something that's been cognizant of of the uh, of his place? Maybe been one that's forced upon him that might have had his mindset be slightly, even if fractionally, divergent from were you, his. Were you the peers? runt? In a positive or negative way, or any way? Any way. Yes. Okay, tell me about that. Uh, because what you're telling me, she'll be reading. That's what cool. I'm trying to say. So I just want you to tell me yeah. basically out of character, because yeah. as you answer, she's sort of pulling this. Although he's not much one for superstition, Brick has a feeling that he is cursed because he keeps being the failure and the lone survivor of a variety of tragedies in his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it feels there's something broken about him. Yeah. And, like, he he continually... F- he feels he continually fails in the one duty that he was trained to do, which is protect. Mm-hmm. Mm. You... You think of yourself as broken for some reason. Tell me... What do you feel would make you whole? What is your desire? To protect those I deem worthy of my protection. Now that, that is not a typical Phelan answer. I have heard Phelan 
only ever speak of those they are assigned to protect. You speak of those worthy of your protection, but also doubt that you are good enough to provide it. Who is worthy of your protection? That is not an easy question to answer. Is Ainsley worthy of your protection? He owns my protection. Ah. And so I will protect him. But that was not my question. I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm obviously you can't see my facial expressions, but I'm not. I'm not gonna answer. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna stay so quiet. Okay. What do you think about? What's the answer? Do you don't say. You don't have to say anything, but you have to tell me. Does Brick think Ainsley is worthy God of no. his protection? God okay. no. And sh- that's all I needed to okay. hear. That's all yeah. Melba needed to hear. I didn't get out of character prodded like this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something, you secretive prick. <laughs> hmm. She. You get the. I'm just going to say, you get the sense that you didn't have to answer. Mm-hmm. Because she seems somehow satisfied. Are you willing? Should your companions find the cause of the children of Amar worthy of protecting, willing to serve and protect in favour of dethroning the king and establishing a new harmony to Sunder? Can we count on your protection? My companions can depend on my protection so long as it does not conflict with that of my master's will. Hmm. This... This is between you and me. She holds her hand forward and places her hand slightly trembling and shaking it on your own. Consider this a gift from the mother as a token of hope that you might see what can be achieved when we use the beauty that we all have and can bring towards a greater good. She implants (laughs) in you The idea, it may or may not be accepted, it may or may not be a feeling, this is quite simply an imprintment, a a planting of a thought that is magically just sort of embedded in your psyche. Mm -hmm. The idea that you are not broken. You, You don't have to believe it, but it may, simply because it's not an idea that you would have conjured on your own, There is this 
essence, this force that pulls into you, that creates, that creates a filling of a void that has been there your whole life that simply can be taken up or not, or not in a way that you feel able, even if fractionally right now, to see more in yourself and more in your options, your choices. This may all just be echoes in the distance in the back of your subconscious mind, <laughs> like Inception. <laughs> it's just the that. very <laughs> distant planting, the thought that might occur to you, maybe when the moment comes or maybe over time as it's just back in there, that maybe brick isn't broken. She pulls her hand back. She says, thank you for your time. I believe everyone else hears in their heads all at once. It's time for a meeting. And everyone enters the tent. Great. Immediately walk into the tent and to Brick. Just like, Brick, don't don't take it to heart. You're big. You're plenty big. <laughs> no matter what she said, you're big, all right? You're big to me and you're big to Kat. What? And you're massive to Mikey. <laughs> Brink. What? She, she was telling me how small he was. He's a, apparently he's a little failing. I think I want to know this information. Melba's in no, the corner just gently like shaking her dog. head. She's, I, I think you probably get the vibe for Melba more at this stage too, that she's sort of creepy and eerie. I think the fact that she gets into her head is in your head is weird because it's like she's mm. in there in, and you didn't invite her. But also like she's just creepy and can't help it. And as, as Delvin's saying this, she's just sort of like shaking her head. Hey, she's got to deal with being in my head. That sounds like a punishment for her. <laughs> Dolvin's brain is just a nest of ADHD nonsense. Sartre and Hai's daughter, Sienna, enter the room. Her daughter, Sienna, says, Thank you all for coming. Now that we believe that at least in our initial phase of understanding each other, we can talk a little more openly... I believe we have some things to discuss, to share with each other in order to aid those who have plans for some greater good than those in power. I will share with you, as I'm aware you may have some knowledge due to your recent meeting with Catalina's mother, Flora, who we have been in contact with. That a war is soon to be declared. The children of Amar have been working for quite some time, much before this magic business has been flowing publicly, with the intent to dethrone the king. Wait, did you say Katamon was working with you? I did not say that specifically, but I said that we have been in contact. Right. Sorry, go on. We have had plans in motion for a long time that have been expedited, and at this point, we are hoping things can fall into place so that imminently the, th the king may be dethroned. That will be a whole thing to deal with when the time comes. But those who truly seek 
to dethrone the horrendous powers that command these lands, our allies enough for us to trust that they can know this. Another thing that you should know, the mother, she shares your gift, she says, looking at Delvin. The ability to find and seek it out, she has this as a very refined thing. She's quite powerful. But she has never come across someone with this power before. It's been quite hard to find. Oh, I'm... I'm bloody special, look at that. Well, you see, it is quite valuable because the mother can only be in one place at one time. Right. And knowing this about you actually makes collaborating with you of the utmost priority to us. Now, we trust from our initial interview, as our greatest priority has been, that you will not harm the mother, which has been one of your charges from this Ainsley, whom we detest. Right. And would like to work with you to overcome, to free up our ability to collaborate together moving forward. And maybe get some talented individuals into the fold as well. Yes, indeed. For those talented individuals in the fold, can build a new and bright future, one of which the world has never even known for many, many, and she sort of catches herself, never even known. It won't be us, but maybe it'll be people like Medela, Eden. Mm. The ones you find. She sort hmm? of nods. Avril. Oh, yeah. Who's Avril? <laughs> She's a magic wielding orphan. Yeah. Right. Well, the one we couldn't her. find. Yeah. Mm. Iron Edge. Mm. Well, it seems oh. you are coming across it quite a lot because you have this ability it is not as apparent to everyone else but uh, it creates a magnetism almost you're like a radar what is a radar? <laughs> anyway just popped into <laughs> a really awesome dude uh, er really raider <laughs> terrible so let us talk about how we can help you because we hear you are in a dire situation. Then we talk about how we would like you to help us. And then we go from there. Mm. Right. Somebody it's chat. good that we ca- became aware happened. of and trusting of each other in such a short period. Gives us something to work with. Though we have a lot of plans we must execute on our end unrelated to this, we can expend some knowledge or resources to... To help you, as of course, Ainsley could be a significant problem if he is not dealt with. Right, well, he's over and up magic items anyway. They'd be more useful for you guys. So, um, here's the thing. He's got us doing three things, or he wants us to do three things. One, kill the mother uh, and present her head as a gift. The second one is to steal some kind of magic scepter. And the third one was for us to give up our, our magic um, too. So as I see it, your options are to provide 
one of those three things or pull off a ruse in such a way that you cannot discover it and none of those you are seeking to rescue are harmed. I'd rather take the piece off the board. Sooner rather than later, he's only accumulating power and we won't be able to guarantee people are safe along, so we've hopefully sorted out the cat's collateral and Mm, we were hoping you could help us with Medela. I see. Do you know where she is? No, but I can't imagine she he, she's being kept far from him. She was last seen in the care of a woman named Elise. How would you plan to get to her well, without my, him knowing? Well, my thought was that he would know. Play it by ear of using the Iron Guard. She's a suspicious individual with magic talent. And as far as I know, um, that's one thing you're tasked to seek out, right? So do you not have the license to pull people in for interviews, (coughs) for discussion for a period of time? Interesting. The plan would be to eliminate him in that window. You know, it's funny you say that. She turns sideways, sort of facing Melba. You you mentioned a grey guard you had specific curiosities about. Would he fit this situation? Melba says, I have not properly spoken with him yet to see if he could be an asset, but... Yes, I can see. I can see the possibilities. There is a grey guard who has just returned from Felbrook, which has seen recent upheavals and tragedies due to a Barrowan uprising. <laughs> you know something of this, I imagine. Right, yes. Tell me about what you know. I stoked the flames. I remember distinctly pissing off a bunch of people. And hmm. There was a, a grey guard assigned as a captain to oh, this town. That guy seemed kind of all right. For a grey guard. Well, I, I'm afraid he rather was kind of all right. She pauses. Was? For a grey guard. Oh, you know, sort of thinking back to being posted oh, okay. yeah. with him. <laughs> he got killed or what? No, but... Oh, that's good, all right. He was more defined as a grey guard, especially a captain, than he should have been. Somewhat disgraceful to the Iron Guard. He is being reposted uh, in embarrassment. They're tucking him away far to the south. Is that for punishment for fucking up in Felbrook? I believe there were executions that were assigned that he refused. Hmm. So, they were done by the Iron Guard, and he was defiant. He was escorted away. I thought this rather unique. Right, so why is he useful to us? Well, I know more about what goes on under that 
helmet of his than anyone else, and he is loyal to goodness. And I believe he has faced the reality that the king may not bring the goodness he once hoped. So perhaps he is at the precipice of persuasion to understand where true goodness may arise. He happens to be arriving at Cragmouth tomorrow. Hmm. In the reposting process, I could arrange a meeting with him. With yourselves. To what end? An ally. I could have him removed from his assignment. I am quite highly stationed among the Iron Guard. I could simply pluck him out should he be a worthy ally. A resource that would be quite impossible to obtain in any other way, but one that may be able to, let's say, open the doors you seek. Forgive me if I'm being bold, but why can't you just open the doors if you're high up in the Iron Guard? I understand the usefulness of having an asset like that, but is that as payment or or necessary for our assistance? They pause for a moment. They all seem a little, like, tight at that indication. And High Daughter Sienna says, You must understand our pivoting to meet with you here today like this came at no small sacrifice to the path and momentum we are on. We believe there is a partnership that could be quite helpful to both of us. But that does not mean we have the willingness or ability to give you all of our resources to achieve your ends. We can help you. But we are not abandoning the plans that the mother has worked on for a long time. Right. That makes... Well, you're not asking for much, to be fair. I was hoping for too much, but... It's worth a shot. Of course. I don't know how the pieces don't fit in my head. How he can help. Where is he being reposted to? It was a far south town. That's awful. On the precipice. At the base, once a once fallen town of the coldish attacks of old. I believe they're re-establishing a militia there. Hmm. All right, and where would you repost him? If we got him on side. Well, Geldervale might be a convenient option. Hmm, I like that. Because did you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know if a guard captain... A disgraced guard captain would be interested in this, but I happen to know of some pretty high-profile members of the Watch in Geldervale that have escaped notice for quite some time. Interesting. Yes, that would help, as would uh, some skills that I have in convincing those who would repost him. The disgracing of someone simply comes from those that proclaim they are disgraced. The subordinates and those underneath them 
will always accept what the powers above in the king's guard assign or attribute. So when they say you and whose army, we can say that guy's, at least for a moment. <laughs> it, it would be a, a convenient uh, ally. And who knows? Uh, with, with some goodness among the Iron Guard and the Grey Guard put to the right places, uh, he might be a worthy asset in the future. funny so I think in short this is a, an exploratory partnership we are grateful that you are willing to speak to us and be honest in your willingness to refrain from the attacking of the mother she sort of says <laughs> like double taking as she even says it and we gave you an old man I heard about this. You bring one with you, not with... Free to a good home. I see. And he's being looked after or held currently in Kragmuth? Yeah, but I don't think that'll last long. We can have our assistants escort him with us on one of the upcoming ships to Phoenicia, if this is what you desire. I have a question. Have you ever encountered people that could heal wounds with their magic? Yes, indeed. Can they heal wounds of the mind? Oh. That man would be a powerful ally. There are different wounds of the mind. There are some magics that can heal the physical structures of the mind, and that would be of what you speak. There are, there are some that are more deep, right. more broken people. That might be Kat's specialty to put back together over time then, hey? Perhaps. But if this man is simply of uh, a physical deficiency or wound, then one who can heal physical wounds or deficiencies could, of course, help him. Let's put it this way with... Kat, did you want to say something? Oh, well, I have two questions, actually. Um... Similar to Delvin's, is there a type of magic that can remove magic from someone? Uh, I think I can do that. Do you think you could do it to Ainsley? Probably not yet. I bet the mother could, but... Mm. But she could. But um, I don't know. I think the best way to remove Ainsley's magic is probably to remove his head from his shoulders. My second question. Um, my mother told me that the king might be working with the cold. Do you know anything about this? We haven't had the resources to find out as much as we would like. But yes, we have discovered there is a conspiracy, a plot the king has had separate to our searches through our connections. Mm. He's stoking flames he may not be able to quell when the time comes. Hmm. I do not think that plan will work the way you think it will. Nor do we. I don't think the king's got his head screwed on straight. One last question. 
Do you know anyone else that possesses the ability to give magic to others? All right, that's me again. You found me twice. The thing you speak of is indeed the gift that Delvin shares a portion of that the mother is exceptionally gifted in. She's had a lot more practice than me. I just want to put that out there. They sort of... She smiles. She says, yes. But there is a an ember there that is incredibly valuable. And I'm sure you've experienced this already. The idea being, if you can find it, not only, but move it, transfer or shape it from one place or person to another, then perhaps we can reshape the world in the image we desire. Mm. And it seems... The only people we know of that have it at this stage, at their core, would not have those in power remain. Mm. Also, it's given me a bit of confidence in trusting these people. What does? That. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you like the little guy? If I'm, no, no. Those that serve the little guy? No. <clears throat> if I'm the only other person you know with this power... And I'm still alive. Oh. Then that means you're the right kind of leadership, at least for me to throw my hat in the ring for a bit. Mm. Because the king would have killed me. That's if exactly. the roles were the same. That's my worry. Oh, you've got an ember of the same power that makes me special. Snuff. Mm. I am... Um, I'm afraid that we cannot offer many of our resources, mm. says Satra. I would be willing to offer a loan. This was, of course, offered to me from the mother. And she pulls out from around her neck a neck chain. Dangling from it is a really odd-looking, almost like a rock. It looks boring, but there's just an interesting little vein around it. And it's like this red, sharp vein. She holds it forward. And she pulls from her hand two rings. One that sort of sits on the end of her thumb and the other that sort of sits on the inside finger and uh, they're both quite solid looking and it seems that they're made of flint and steel. Mm-hmm. She doesn't remove them yet, sorry, she sort of indicates the fingers and she clicks mm-hmm. you, smacking the flint and steel together creating a spark and then just simply pulls the flame out and holds it in the middle of her hand. There aren't a lot of situations I've had to use this, but you'd be surprised. It can be very useful. When you accomplish your mission, and I hope this can be of some assistance, I would, of course, like to have it back, but I'd be interested to see how some resourceful people might put something like this to use. After all, the gifts of the mother are ones to be shared. And she holds them out. And she, she holds them out to the group. She's not giving them to one person. She just holds, she's holding her hand out. Do you have any particular desire to burn people? So is the necklace and the rings are both a combined power? Okay, so it, it, what seems to be the case, in fact, you know this. Oh. <laughs> Delvin knows exactly what this is. The flint and steel are unrelated to the necklace. They just create something Great. that to immediately grab. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So knowing in the same way 
that you have to grab the emotion before you can do anything with it. Same with delve and identifying magic. Mm-hmm. The flint and steel enable the spark that the ember of something it comes to alive. be grabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the magic is in this uh, amulet. Right, 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 right. Okay. It's just, just holding it out. With it looks the, really old, by the way, like really old. Would the rings fit around Brick's fingers? They look like they're half rings. Like they're so actually they're, not enclosed, so they could be ah, stretched. Okay. Yeah. I'll take them from her for now. I kind of yeah. look at you guys and if no one's going to grab them, then I'll politely take them from her. When you put your hands like right. Yeah. Right close to taking them, Delvin just looks cat and says, have you got what it takes if the time comes? I mean, I emotionally manipulated my own mother, so. Right. Mm. You haven't killed a man, though? Not yet, no. I'll take him from her. So there's an answer, Brick. <laughs> um, if you don't, I kind of try them on as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what is your plan for the King of Flames? I'm afraid that is something we cannot go into detail about. But I believe, perhaps, if you can overcome your trial, prove your resourcefulness and loyalty. To protect the mother, at least in not assassinating her, <laughs> and share your findings, mm-hmm. those that you protect, the magic they have. If you're willing to share that with the mother, then I'm sure the mother would like to meet with you and see what can be shared in return. But I do believe it would be very soon that important choices are made. Mm-hmm. So it may be very soon that you meet the mother. Do you have uh, any information on this scepter thing, just in case we decide that's the route? I don't know if you keep tabs on magic artifacts or just magic people. And I give the rough details that we... I'm sure Ainsley gave us something on it. Or <laughs> Go steal a random magic scepter that I don't tell you anything about. Interesting. We can look into this. Right, well, we'd need to know pretty soon if it's a few days' travel away. Anyway. I kind of like the idea of getting his scepter and then just... I agree. Anyway. Just tapping it on the floor brick and doing a little dance for his entertainment and joy. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'd enjoy that. It'd be good. He, we might get you to guard the front door while we do the little performance for him. You recall... Actually, make a general bloody knowledge. General trick. knowledge. Captain Obvious. Yeah, he was a colonel first. It's a challenge level three. Challenge level three, general knowledge. We know what I have to say about that. Three dice. Four dice. Ooh. This is very important. It's so important. I'm going to utilize now, my magic. Bloody 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 I'm like, hey! Retain my honor. So now Plus I- one win. Boom, boom. Two, three. Okay. Oh, good thing I used so my ring. So not quite until, magically, you recall, it sort of like suctions with this piercing clarity, this moment that your brain was searching for and this, there is the, um, an um, unseen energy that pushes your mind directly to the room 
in which Ainsley made the deal. And you recall, in the deal, he did mention that the scepter was with the mother and it was either bring the scepter or kill the mother. Oh. Preferably both. Well, then I'll say, oh, right, it was the scepter that's with the mother. Does she have a particular scepter of office? I'm afraid that also won't be an option. Well, right. Hear me out. You see, if we're the only people you know that can detect magic, well then, do you know anyone who has the... The old man, Osbert, he can he can change the form of things, make himself strong or weak or whatever. He made a knife like rubber. Like rubber? What's rubber? He made a knife... Rubber's a natural substance. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, what about someone who can form things, shape them with artistry? I don't know, with magic. Maybe you could make a replica. We have reason to believe that Ainsley controls someone who has the same ability to a lesser extent as the item in which you of which you speak I'll be having some of that so while people <laughs> who have magic cannot necessarily detect all magic or all kinds of magic if it is connected with the kind that you possess you can detect it right that makes sense all right fair enough so the do uh, sounds like the Well, then what are we going to bring to him? Our fists. Right, well, I don't like much the sound of that, but... We could... She pauses. We could provide you a replica. You don't need the magic unless, at the moment of it being in their hand, it is proven to be false. Right, that, I just want, I just want enough reason to be in the room where Ainsley would be inspecting it or we would be passing on the goods, but... The problem, you see, is in creating the replica. It's... You said we have five days left. Right. I was hoping you could do it with magic. I don't know. No, no, not this item. It's very, very old and a failing artifact. It is indeed... Ainsley's specialty. So, to be convincing enough to even allow you close to him, we would be lucky to get it done in five days, but we could see what we could do. It's worth a shot, right? How much will it cost? She takes a deep breath. A promise of loyalty if all is achieved with peace among us. We will need you in days to come. We have not found anyone like you, and though when I spoke to you before, said says Satra. <laughs> yes, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Satra sort of pipes up, because she had the conversation with Catalina. Yes. And she left it pretty open. Like, you could or you can't. Like, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. She's like, I wasn't aware of the... the vast 
potential you and your friends carry, potential for true change that we have been searching for very, very hard. We need that help. We need that change. So? How does the mother feel about the Barrows? She has worked with the Barrows for a long time. In fact, I believe she actually dwelled there a good decade ago. She's been one of the most vocal... What's it? Not proponents? What's the word? That's the word. Okay. Proponents of their collaboration with uh, Greydale in years past. Though to maintain her political... Pardon? Proponent is supporter of. Yeah. Advocate for. That one. So she thinks that they should be working with Greydale. Back when they were peacefully collaborating, she was like encouraging trade and, and sort of uplifting both, is what you sort of gather. But then she's like, you know, when things started to turn sour, she had to make some difficult choices and retain loyalty uh, as a guise for the potential to create most long-term change from within. Well, if the mother is fine with the barrels flying a free flag, Uh, then she can have my services. The mother would love nothing more than to see the barrels flourish on their own and separate to Greydale. All right. Well, you have my uh, wit and charm and nose for magic, I guess. I guess, she says, as if, like, that's the most important thing you just <laughs> write on. Mine too. Melba sort of shifts her head towards <laughs> Brick. And you... I will do what is needed to protect my compatriots as long as it does not intersect with my master's needs. So about that? Yes. Payment for job well done for Ainsley. For me, if he keeps his promises, which he doesn't. That's of that ownership. That is a complicated matter if the loyalty of ownership is very deeply held by this brick companion of yours. The ownership should refer to the person he is supposedly engaged in a trade with. So unless we can intercept that trade or somehow garner enough information to sully it, there is not much we can do to transfer ownership. But if we make that replica so damn convincing, I don't don't know how we've got to do it, but if we can get Ainsley to sign the papers, even if he hasn't handed them over, well... Or if you knew who it was that he is trading with, perhaps we could do some investigation on our end. But I thought he was the one who had the ownership of you, directly. Because he was going to give Brick to me as a reward. Ah. I see. So for the... Unless he was fucking For the return of this girl... Well, that's the thing about Ainsley. He's known to do that. <laughs> right. So, so if Ainsley doesn't own you... It can't quite be known who owns Brick at this point in time. Well, I have a feeling it would Upon the death of my former master, it would have passed to his wife. Medela's auntie. 
Where is she? Well, if you give us as many details as you have about this Medela and her family, we could find what we can. Medela's uncle used to travel quite frequently into these lands to trade. Brick, I don't think that this in any way intersects with Ainsley's interests, but I would ask that you tell these lovely people everything you know about um, Medela and her family and their name and anything you remember. Because, you know, that's just a good thing. Trade partners of Ainsley, making more business connections. Can I do a check for my art trader check? Mm -hmm. Because I have notes that say Ainsley was known for wealth and art and very much into gambling and horses. Mm -hmm. Can I do a check to see if I know the connections that he would have in the art industry? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a tough one. I'll say challenge level. I need to see the table because I need to pick it based on their their wording. Sure. Uh, Okay, this will be extremely difficult challenge level five. It's not unrealistic, but it's extremely difficult that you would have because these are the highest connections of that sphere. Mm. Okay. Um. What are you rolling? To see if I know his... Um, is she in some way reasonably immediately connected with the upper echelons of the art trade? Right. Um, and what, but what are you rolling? What's a vocation bar, barter trader. Can I assist with my networks? Oh, with your... My trade bartering. With, I well, was in range engaged. I think in, if this is a conversation you guys have, it could be potentially... What are you trying to recall? Well, we've made plenty of art deals and just deals in general in our time. And I remembered someone telling me he had a fondness for, well, trading and gambling as well. And I don't know, maybe there's there's someone I know. Maybe my mum knows them. Do you know anyone? What, that has a fondness for gambling? Well, it's traded with Ainsley. I, I mean, know heaps of people that have traded with Ainsley. But how does that help us find Medela's auntie? Connections are always a good thing. Isn't that what they're all asking for? Is people's names? No, we just want to know Medela's auntie's location. But if you want to dig into the past, I could look into some paperwork. That would be helpful, thanks. Sure. I think it would be a separate check. I don't think you could assist hers, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bricks, wait. Bricks, like <gasps> one, two, three. Yeah. So you don't have no, an immediate. Two. Yeah. Anything? You, there are no threads you can feel through in your mind that connect. Brick looked like he was going to speak, so Delvin shuts well, up. I was speaking what? What is it that? Sorry. <laughs> what is it that you know of this family connection? Well, they have served them for many years. As I said, the Mandela's uncle used to travel to these lands to trade quite frequently with Ainsley and others. Uh, but Mandela's aunt was not too fond of the relations he held within, uh, well, these lands. Explain. Mandela's uncle was quite um, familiar with Ainsley. At least that's what we've heard. 
Hang on. We've heard is not what you would say. Well, no one's what, heard this. This is, is only is. your okay, knowledge. Well, no, no. <laughs> this is what uh, my brethren used to speak about. You overhear things. That Ainsley was intimately familiar with the husband of the of the widower of the widow. No, a widow. Yes. Wait. He's currently... What the fuck? <laughs> Did you know this the whole time? Yes. Holy... Does... Does she know that? That is the question. If there is a trade happening with someone that she might be made aware is the traitor of the... Had most an affair with... Hurtful sorts. Well, it was then all exactly bets are off. It was hiding it when we were here. Oh, my goodness, we need to get in touch with her. I would encourage you all to get out of the habits of hiding the most crucial information until the last minute. That dirty <laughs> I did it in the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think it was relevant what one man does with another. Oh, you and see... And I respect that about you, Brick, but in this particular case, <laughs> it turns out to be relevant. In trade, that sort of thing is very relevant. The integrity of uh, the parties at play. Mostly because if she actually does hold your ownership after all, if she can rescind it and Ainsley's bluffing, well then, let's just say we can save Medela on even footing from the treacherous clutches of some kind of... Hey, he's Ainsley. That's an insult enough. Shall we write a letter? Uh, I'm thinking visit. We've got the time, and there's nowhere more important we can go once we've been to Cragsmouth. Well, if this is a prolific failing trading family, and she is alive, there is only one place she could be. It's the big prick, isn't it? I have heard it called that from some of your Barrowin kin. Yes. She will live near the spire to be a a respected failing trader. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that captain. If we can get his loyalty, he could maybe easily swing us getting into the capital without too much hubbub. It's a leap, but he's a captain of the Grey Guard. Like, surely he can move a handful of people quietly. I believe I would be the one to do that, says Melba. Uh, captain Russ, uh, what's the name? Russell, bloody... Should done that Kyle. If you did that in voice, it would have just been perfect for the character. <laughs> <laughs> captain Russen, Russell Hale is a potentially useful ally or pawn but he is not in a position to be making commands I however hold a position of esteem so I could if it is needed open up the doors for you to travel to some specific locations though given the nature of your group and various rumors that seem to be circulating I would 
encourage they be very specific places and very planned times. Brick probably can't be involved in this. This sounds like it might. Um, it certainly wouldn't hurt the interests of Ainsley for us to meet <laughs> his business associates. <clears throat> I suspect, too, uh, knowing Ainsley enough, he likes to have every contingency covered. So I would suspect he is watching over her. Right. So it seems to me, at the conclusion of this meeting, that there are some choices to be made as to direction. We have ours, and we can reconvene after your little endeavor. I hope we have been of assistance, and I certainly hope you can assist us in future. I say consider this captain... I say we try and get him on side, and if he's not useful to us, he can be useful to you, and that's a bit of a repayment in kind of your assistance. Because it might be the mum we go after. Consider him... Not your mum. I'm no threatened. (laughs) Say it again. Consider him captivated. That was a terrible joke. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Wait. Oh, because he's captain? Yeah. Because cap- captain. captain. Okay. Captain. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, get we're going with Captain Vader. <laughs> oh. Drop the N in there. Let's really move on. <laughs> Meet you, go, Charles. <laughs> you know what? It's still better than his earlier. Oi. Shh. Well. My, my bear puns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you all have been so helpful. Um, thank you. No, thank you. You are a light in the darkness. We've been searching for a long time, and the fact that you are all, at least at your core, and she sort of glances down and Melba's sort of gently nodding, of good heart and sound loyalty (laughs) to goodness. We are grateful for your time. So we hope to be working with you in future. But in the meantime, may the Mother's Grace guide you, she says. Thanks for your time. Mm. Although I think your good person detector is a little off, but hey, off we go then. So the meeting is adjourned. There's just some mild pleasantries, but it's clear at this point that the the, uh, three women you have just been dealing with have an agenda and they're about to sort of hit the road, maybe separate or whatever, but they're sort of moving on and and say their goodbyes, but also sort of wish you well as they Mm -hmm. head out. And as you step out, uh, roll a perception check, everyone. I get two successes. I'll say it's, I'll say it's three. Oh, three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait for me to roll. And then say it's three. <laughs> two. You don't notice. Oh, no. Brick's usually the one to catch it. No. no. Yeah, no. Okay. Sorry. That's the second time I've rolled perception. Your dice need to go in success. dice jail. You do. You don't notice anything, but you, it okay. might occur to you to be curious as to how the fuck this tent's going to be packed up as you all head off. <laughs> But you head, <laughs> you head back out the way you came. Cool. Uh, and to Eggs and Bacon, who are sort of 
eating at some of the moist grass and Great. sort of clumping it and waiting. On the journey back, I know it's not very long, but I want to try and see if I can get the, the rings to work. First of all, before I start playing with fire, I want to see if I can just get a fire lit with the rings. Okay. So what I'm going to tell you, are you wielding it? You're putting it on, yeah, you're yeah, trying I've, to do the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have two points in via this item. Mm-hmm. Uh in fury fire magic. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh, the only thing you can do because you have no skill points in it yep. is sort of the equivalent. It's like a detect. It's like a you know you you're snapping and you're you're finding you're like really curiously aware of this spark like it's this physical thing but you Mm -hmm. can't quite catch it sure so it might be something that needs a bit of practice yeah cool so i'll just keep trying to sort of see if i can make it happen while we're going to the car cool the weather is sort of against you at this point too there's sort of like some mist in the forest it's very sort of damp and humid and cold so you know maybe in different environments it also might be easier to sort of catch but Mm. it's at the moment eluding you okay you make it back to the cart. You all jump in. Is there anything yep. you sort of discuss or say as you sort of head along your way? Well, what's our game plan? Well, we got to go to Cragmouth and talk to this uh, uh, guard individual uh, and Russell. What was his name? Russell Hale. Hale. Hmm. Thanks, Mac. You're welcome. Um, how long will it take for us to get to Cragmouth from? Oh, it's a, it's less than an hour away. Okay, like you 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 are sort of on an cool. outskirt forest. Okay, you were pulled off on the end of your journey. All right, so you'll be back before like you know nightfall or whatever. Okay. Oh, I, I, I should sort of backtrack. What would you guys have discussed with this group about Osbert? Because that would have been part of the discussion. Oh, yeah. 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 He's take here. Take cool. him. He's too diff. He has so they will have arranged for people to sort of come and, and escort him, and yeah. they will transport him to Thinisia. So uh, it's pretty simple. He's too difficult to manage that we don't have the resources to manage. And, too many and I would rather him be cared for by someone than yeah. basically used as a weapon by the king, like somehow, yeah. Yeah. somehow exploited. I agree. Good choice. All right. Well, would you like to drive, or would you like me to drive? Drive. I can't drive this thing. The cart? Right. I got no idea what I'm doing. Do you Haven't you I... been driving it this whole time? Mikey has. Oh, I thought you've been doing it, not him. Why do you think we crash so much? Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, I'll I'll deal with it. That's fine. So I'll jump on top of the car and yep. I'll drive us away. There are really <laughs> obstacles in your way. It's a challenge of one. <laughs> People have sort of indicated, like, why would you roll to drive the horse and cart? But because it's a it's a two-horse large carriage, this is, you know, it's an like in-stage carriage. We said on stage Yeah, it's a stagecoach. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a like, large vehicle yeah. that not a lot of people have experience to manoeuvre. So 
mistakes can easily be made. Also, I challenge anyone who has never seen yeah. a horse and cart to get on a horse and cart and make the Ride horses go. Ride a stagecoach through a populated yeah. city. Command these beasts using <laughs> these two bits of rope that you have never touched in your life. Yeah, yeah, if you're not familiar with the road as well, too. You just like, yeah, yeah, And they, like, detach the yoke and just, like, run yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. And the the clip-clopping and, and crunch of stones and gravel starts to sound as the horses make their way back to the road. Great. Uh, which, you know, eventually is the cobblestone main road that travels between cities mm-hmm. uh, that you take and in short time, arrive at the gates of Cragmouth. Right. There is the uh, the usual sort of rough check-in. It's pretty brisk and brief. Um, and because you have checked in previously, it's also very minimal. And uh, does Brick does not have to surrender his weapon. Flashes his license. He comes back holding his very fancy weapon he gets to carry with him. Yay. Now, I'm going to say you have a little badge. Have say a you little have, badge. You have a little, it's like right. a little sword and a, and a spire. Okay. All in I'm going to make sure that that's in every preceding thumbnail. Yeah, it's like two swords crossed and a spire in the middle. So it looks like, it's a, like one of those it looks like a star. It's like a okay. little, you know, a little star. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> a brooch. We'll call it a brooch. Um, cool. You make your way in town. You're heading straight back to the inn that you stayed at previously, I'm assuming. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Uh, Destiny roll. Okay. You're going to have to roll a perception check, Delvin, to see if you... uh, I mean, everyone can. To see if we stumble across or see... I'm going to say challenge level four. One success. Uh, Four? Yeah. One. One, two, three, four, yep. five. Five. Well done. So everyone else sort of misses it, but Brick does uh, does notice a silhouette wandering uh, that you recognise as Ozabit. And he doesn't seem to be accompanied by anyone. What <laughs> <laughs> the frick was that? Wow. Brick's really got sort of... Are you got a sore throat, Brick? Are you okay? <coughs> I'm sorry, I do not know what that was. <laughs> it, I believe our friend Osbit has uh, escaped his handlers. He's wandering over there. Oh, uh, I'd stop the cart. God damn it. All right, um, cat, I think this is a you job. You're good uh, with people, right? I guess. I, Do I have to? Well, I'm riding the car. Like, I can't, what, what did we arrange for this? Uh, so, from memory, uh, it was arranged that Pemble was going to go straight off to yep. Dingo, but he had connections with yep. some people from trading connections that yep. he could get to look after him. Apparently, that didn't they work apparently out so didn't work out so well. All right, stop the cart. Brick, let's go rein this boy in. And but what was our arrangement for him to be picked up? Uh yeah, so you um I would say the arrangement would be first thing in the morning. 
Okay. They would have some of their connections cool. come. It wouldn't be them directly, but some of their assistants might come and escort him away. Um, perhaps I'll go park the, the cart and I'll meet you with the... Are we in the town or on the edge of town? I missed that. Uh, I'd say you're sort of you're starting to make your way in. You're not okay. right on the edge. You've passed enough alleyways that Brick saw him in the distance. All right, let's go. Come on, Brick. And we head on down and just go straight to him. And he's just like, he's listening intently. What you listening for, Osbert? It keeps moving. What, what keeps moving? The sound. Well, there it is. He looks at you directly. Mm. That was a loud one. What did I make? There it is again. Ha ha ha. There's it. one. Where, where is it? You. Then me. Um. Do it again. Oh, there it is. Oh, my. <laughs> is he talking about I've our I've been voices? waiting for them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. Do you want to come? We, we've got a question for you, Osbert. He sort of like shakes his head a little bit. I'm going to uh, Destiny roll. Okay. Four. He seems blearily fatigued. Okay. <laughs> so he's a bit out of it in more of a like yep. uh, drunk, tired way. Have you ever he's been? He's probably been wandering around for a long time. <laughs> Have you ever been to Thanesia? Across the sea? I've heard about that. Would you like to go across the sea? I've always wanted to hear the ocean. Well, you look tired. Are you tired? Yes. Come on, we'll we'll get you to a bed. Do you want a nice, comfy bed? Lots of pillows? Yes. All right, come with me. All right. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna put... I'm going to hold his hand if he lets me. He does. There's cool. very little resistance. And just this very point. gently just, lead him yeah. on. Yeah. You sort of gauge that, like, when he's cooped up for a period of time, the need to express himself through just movement and following mm-hmm. his impulses is builds but then eventually when that's sort of fed he keeps following the impulse but he doesn't need it so it's sort of like yeah he wears himself out and you've sort of caught him at the tail end of it you're much nicer than the man who had me in the funny gloves The, the man that had you in funny gloves yes very funny gloves they don't they don't have fingers or thumbs oh right well um I don't know where he gets it from. Uh, well, let's just head back to the cart and then we'll get to a hotel or a tavern and you can have a nice meal and go to bed. Oh, lovely. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Come on. Seems pleasant. Lead him back to the cart. Didn't Hello, need after a brick. Who are you? Oh, never mind. Just get in the cart. <laughs> She's a lovely Thanissian lady, Osbert. Oh, you're from the ocean? That's right. Sure. Amazing. Yes. Would you like a thumb war? No, thank you. Would you like to get in the cart, please? Yes. Yes, thank you. I open up the blinds so he can watch the straight roll past. Yeah. He's a thumb war. He he only actually takes (laughs) gentle guidance to um yeah to where you you know sort of want him at this point. He's he it looks like he's just about to collapse out of exhaustion, buddy. So you lead him back. You get to the tavern. And the uh, the cart can be lodged away Hooray. nearby. Great. And you head back inside to the inn. Are uh, you guys going to get yourself a meal and whatnot? 
Meal, rest, comfort, and try not to worry about the day. Were we friendly with the innkeeper here, or did we not really meet them? I can't. You didn't really meet them. Is it a busy night tonight? It is. It is actually quite busy tonight. Okay. There's a bit of motion. It seems like there is a sort of a um, a transfer incoming. That so there's a, a few extra guards. Um, that there's still sort of just townsfolk. Sure. Um, but it is a higher, higher, slightly higher military population than usual. But they seem reasonably sort of like in debate and gossiping about different activities and whatnot. In that case, I want to situate myself near the guards um, and just try to listen out to say if they mentioned Russell Hale's name at all or a person that's coming in of interest. Destiny roll one. (laughs) They are rabidly debating about happenings in the the southwest. So there's... Specifically for the whole period of time that you're there, just really specifically hankering in on that trade route and some of the, some of the, you know, riotous stuff that's gone on in there. Rumors both about you know, some uh, conspiracies of townsfolk, but also some cheeky behaviors of guards. Some unapproving of it, and others sort of jostling and thinking, mm, yeah, it's all in good fun. Exact thing Catalina wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, at some point, Mikey should be turning up. Unless he's got himself oh, hung. Yeah, I forgot you you situated him Yeah, I never got caught, he said. Right, well, we'll see. Maybe not. I mean, maybe you could ask the guards if they've seen him. He'll find us. Mm, true. And like clockwork, <laughs> almost immediately after you said that, like, like we're watching a movie, mm. <laughs> he sort of strolls in mm-hmm. and this time he's got a... Uh, a whole sausage wheel, like n- not like <laughs> where they Yeah, you know how they spin around and around and around. He's got the whole wheel and he's just started chewing on one end of it, so right. he's barely made a you know a dent in it. Right. But he wanders in. And he's like, "Hey, what? Sure, you can't arrive in." Well, he sat mean? down. He's like, "You want some? Have you been practicing your uh, trading goods?" For yeah, services? yeah, I paid for it. Don't worry. All right, I'll have some of your paid for goods. I eat some of his potentially suspicious food. Suspicious sausage. I avoided saying it <laughs> so well. <laughs> and you just went straight for it. Well, it was low-hanging fruit. Right. Sausage. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. That's fine. He is a child. <laughs> I'm going to feed Osbert, by the way. You two yeah, are now both in the sin bin for the night. You actually uh, could... He'll eat, but he, you... you May feel inclined to get him a room pretty quick because he's yeah. I'll go and, do that if they're so he gets settled. Yep. So how's you lot go? Oh, I did that thing you asked me for, by the way. Right. And he'll probably start talking by the time Catalina gets back and Osbert is sort of. Oh, we got a quiet table. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're sort of out of earshot. I'll just roll a general. What was that? Six. Six. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll say you're out of earshot. He's um. It's like, yeah, I did do a bit of a looking around. It's really hard to find someone. I sort of know what you're talking about. There's like, it's like a shadow. Something, something's been following us. I caught a glimpse of something last night. Tried to follow the trail today. Never saw it, but I did, the glimpse I caught: black clothed, masked, like, like a black cat. A lot of rooftop movement. Like a black cat. Cat specifically. Right. I don't know, just a bit of old 
all fours and climbing up the roofs and all that. Very odd. But that's, that, that, that actually sounds incredibly odd. <laughs> oh, I d- they weren't like, you know, licking their paws and like, you know. Well, how do you know what they get up to in their private Well, that's time? true. I have no bloody idea. But what I did see, I, I guess I thought it was some sort of an animal. And all of a sudden I realised it was something scaring away from watching me. Mm. Mm. I felt something's been following us for a while, but if it ain't... I have this vague recollection that I've seen this cat before, but I didn't think anything of it at the time. It was just a cat. You think it's an actual cat? <laughs> well, maybe. I, I don't Because I, I, I saw a person. They were just sort of walking around like a cat. Bit yeah. of scurrying. I mean, people do weird things, I suppose. Funny hat. Funny... Black mask, and sort of fluffy top half, thin bottom half, all black. Right. Right. I didn't catch much of a glimpse, that's all I could make out. I don't even know if I made that correct, but it wasn't a cat. Right, it just moved lightly, like uh, some kind of sneaky assassin. Well, uh, Mikey, do you know of someone, a grey guard that's meant to be coming here? His name's Russell Hale. No. Heard, heard anything? No. Right, we, we'll find him tomorrow. He I got given tomorrow. one job and I thought I did an all right job. You, Look, you have done well to detect some kind of sneaky bastard. I spotted him myself. You did? Did you? Right, I did, back. Um, right before we met with Ainsley, he was tailing us. That's why I went somewhere very public. Sometimes these are the best places to have your conversations because, well, a well-lit room with one entrance is very difficult to sneak into unnoticed. And then I kind of, at this point, like make a note of the fact that I've seated myself back up against the wall, like looking towards the door sort of Mm. in a way that no one would have ever assumed. But that's just naturally Delvin. Brick would have too. Yeah. I'm assuming brick would be for a bodyguard way. Very aware of, like, your placement in the room mm. and entry and exit points, yeah. I'd be so bold as to suggest there'd be a different tone to it. Bricks would be probably a little bit more obvious. Like, he'd be more, oh, like, I'd alert be very, and, yeah, I'd be and like this. Whereas this is Delvin's bringing attention to the fact that he's probably been doing it as, like, casually as possible. Like, the way he's... He's not even sitting facing the door, the door, but he's leaning in his chair on the side in the way that he's looking. Anyway, that sort of thing. You get it. He's been paying attention. Yeah. In theory, when I can roll more than one success. So has <laughs> someone been following us since since Geldervale then? Potentially, yeah. Right. Wait, when did you see? Maybe sooner. I'll get back to you on that one because I can't. Anyway, I decided to reward myself and he takes a big munch out of his sausage wheel. As you do. You'd I think it might have been I and I. Right. Hmm. That's where the man got killed, right? Yes. It is. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I don't know about you lot, but I'm pretty exhausted. I could do with a good sleep. Hmm. And hopefully no black cats can visit us. Oh, I second that. Where are we going to do tomorrow, huh? Tomorrow you can look after yourself for a bit. We've got a delicate meeting with 
a member of the Grey Guard. So, ah, oh, come on, don't tell me you don't have some sort of mission for me. He sort of waggles his eyebrows. Try me. Come on, give me something good. All right. Try me out. I'll give you a mission, but in private. All right. Well, I've got someone I need you to look into. Well, you can babysit Osbert for a couple of hours until his entourage arrives. I don't want to inflict that upon the boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You seeing my true potential? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not dead yet. All right. Well, good night, gentlemen. Everyone sort of heads off to bed. Yep. I would like to take the time to go out front, find a clear space, and do a carter. Okay. You head out. I Is follow it him. It's at this point, like nine thirty at night. <clears throat> there's this distant chirping of crickets, and this, it's a quite a clear night. The sk- sky has cleared out, and the weather's sort of calmed, uh, and it's oddly peaceful. Make a combat roll. Armed? Yeah, that's terrifying. Why? <laughs> because it's a big fucking weapon, and you're in in the middle of town, but you're allowed it. So go on. Yeah, but I want to be careful with it. Yeah, of course. Precise and terrifyingly careful. Or not. Yeah, you're tired. I'm also wounded. You got two, yeah. You are, yeah. I have a stab wound. <coughs> I should have rolled that with advantage. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, you tried it off with strength. You're not doing yourself any favours. That's fine. You I, tried. I'm, I'm tired from my fight. I'm injured. I'm doing it because I should be doing it. Okay. Good job. And Thank you. And off you go to Dalvin's bed. Dalvin's watching the whole time. Cool. Is everyone head off to bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Everyone rests their eyes and drifts to sleep. And all, through the night, there is a drifting to sleep that brick starts to settle into restfully. That oddly changes... There's a a feeling of panting. It's almost, it's very dark. And you hear some whimpering. It's cold. And you don't... You feel the presence, the feeling of place that you have felt in your few previous dreams Mm -hmm. but this isn't a place you've been before and in the corner of this really dark stone room the sound of that slight whimper can be heard where are you Rick I miss you and you recognise the voice of Medela. I approach the corner. And we're going to pick that up next week. Thank you all for joining us. Yay. Yay what a fun note to end on. <laughs> that was a big information like session. That was good. We got a kill, Ainsley. Hey, do you know what else is good? You know what else is good, you guys? Yeah. Expect Patron. Yon. Patronium. And it's going to zoom like a Okay. Let's get you. Let's go. The Dark Fox. Full stop. Professor X. AJ Basie. Check it out. Yeah, Inferno Shadows. 
Thank, Thank you. you for your support. Everyone. Thank you very much, everyone, for your support. What was everyone's favourite thing that happened or was revealed today? My terrible joke. No. <laughs> um. uh, my favourite thing that was revealed that we might have a finally have an out to getting bloody brick mm. on our side. If we can pre get Brick's contract like revoked or whatever so he can in mm. earnest come into the season finale with like a three-prong attack, I'll be stoked because that's what I want. I want my boy with me. Yeah. yeah. I like we got the, the rings and the amulet. That's really cool. I'm excited to see. Yeah. You didn't hesitate for a second. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll take it. <laughs> no, I totally was like, looked at both of you and now you were like, Did you want it? Well, I can't say that I want it. No. no I reckon I'm going to fail no at it and point. be like... I'm resistant to fire. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, that's great. That means we can collateral him. <laughs> what? Like, you can be in the line of fire and you'd never Dolan's shoot a looking fireball. to use every chip possible to bribe uh, Brick to be loyal. Uh, to, to be fair... It, this has passed my mind to give it to you because I knew that you wouldn't take it. So I was like, "I'll yeah, take it for I now." I wouldn't have given it to you, not in a million years. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, there's no, there's not true trust there yet. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is that it's like if this is an equalizer for us who can't fight. Yeah. If you think about it that way, like we don't have like really good, weapon, any yeah. good combat abilities. Brick does. So if yeah, Brick yeah, isn't yeah. going to act when the shit hits weapon, the fan, his set, you guys are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to use true. what you have and that's what you have. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes sense. You can just be like, I'm resistant to fire. I hold him, you burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I did actually think in my head of like some really creative ways to use it. I'm cool. not going to reveal them. But. Maybe so Brick Let's hope can Brick can reveal them, them once we freeze yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Although the, the freeing of the mind, the, the seed the has been planted inception the style. Mind. There have been plenty of seeds. So I'm just curious to see if it will flourish on its own or if he needs to be reassigned, which is, you know, it, it could happen that way. It depends on how you all play it out. So mm. we'll see how things progress in I, the next chapter. Look, yeah.